Alright. Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, yep. Alright. You're listening to Idiot Lab. Idiot Lab. You're listening to Idiot Lab. From the National Aeronautics... Aeronautics and Space Administration. And spoofs goofs. Wacky hijinks studios. Hmm. Hello, you are listening to Idiot Lab, a podcast of thought experiments, hypotheticals, and billionaire wethead. Welcome to our laboratory. I am one of your hosts, Martin Kajabowski, but before we get to the big wheel, allow me to introduce my co-host, Scott Carey. La 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 la. And Kelly Danen. <laughs> Vocal warm-ups is the, is the theme this week. Vocal I'm warm-ups. Ready. Do re, what's the do re mi say? Do re mi fa so la ti do. Come on. Thank you. It's not that hard. You. you did this once before. Well. In a different podcast, you said do re mi si. Do re mi si. You, you had years you to figure see. this out. Do re mi si you see. You know, my brain is so packed full of like all this like compelling thought experiments and information that I can't fit other things in there. So you need to watch the movie The Sound of Music because they walk you right through each one and give you a little oh. mnemonic device for what each thing is supposed to be. I've never seen that movie, so yeah. Maybe I should watch it. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should. I don't like, you know, I don't like movies that are so political, you know. That's the thing. It's like, oh, like, do I really have to involve politics with my art? I just want to like Watch a movie and turn my brain off, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're doing a bit where you're like, them saying Nazis is bad is like taking a <laughs> strong political stance. That's funny. Yeah, I just, I think it's like, ah, just doesn't, nah, have, to, doesn't that's like funny. have to muddy the waters. Thank nah. you. I also watched John, I watched John Wick this weekend. Boy, that's not a political movie at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gun, 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 shoot, gun, gun. Yeah, I, uh, what happened? That movie series used to be fun, and now it's, It's and now they're on the fourth one, and it's three hours long, and I just don't want to see it. It was way too long. It needed to be 45 minutes shorter. The action sequences were so great, but there was too many of them, and holy cow, there's so much exposition in that movie. There's so many My hot take, it needed to be one movie shorter. There's that's that's a trilogy yeah. right there. I don't need four of yeah. those, and they're probably. I'm guessing they're setting up for a fifth. Fourth movies are always like they have to go out of their way to justify like existing because like everything really should, like a trilogy like a trilogy is you know nice tight three movies. It makes sense as a format. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. A fourth movie is like the redheaded stepchild that has to like prove that it should even like be there in the first place so they always jump the shark if they put their heads down and they block out the sound of the haters soon we'll have another fast and the furious franchise on our hands and we'll have john wick five six seven eight nine those will be great they the fourth movie their their big like escalation was just casting donnie yen as like another assassin that was like the big thing was that that you're gonna see keanu reeves versus donnie yen and all that stuff is great in the movie but it's like again like story-wise it's just nonsense it's just garbage and it's such an unsatisfying ending it's they so have to unsatisfying. Do flashbacks yet are there flashbacks in it no they okay. no because they that's pretty good the way they the way they do like these people knew each other in the past is this characters walk into a scene and they're like ah hello old friend and that's it that's yeah. all the context you get for people's past relationships is just they refer to each other as old friends hey remember that's that one it. time when we shot at each other and we both survived not somehow even. 
No, I would I would have killed for that. I would no, have killed no, for that's, like fucking that's what anything. I want. That's yeah. what I want also. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember that one time where we both had guns and we were like pow 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 at each other and then a time we murdered like four hundred people yeah. and like all the Brastrians just like watched us do it and Such no one cared. Crazy times. Well, let's do it again. Bang bang. Was there a villain? Was there a villain in that uh, <laughs> film? Uh, I don't want a segue. Get the segue uh, out of Bill Skarsgård plays the villain in the fourth one, and he's like a proxy for the main overarching. I wasn't. Don't group. don't tell. Don't actually tell me for fuck's sake. <laughs> You're I don't spoiling care. it. So Scott. So Scott, <laughs> the guy who played Pennywise, is in this movie. I'm You're please spoiling it. Please, please, God. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to steer you so to the main Bill Skarsgård plays a representative. <laughs> hey, look, NASA sent me a letter this week. But the we they didn't include the wheel. They just sent me a letter and they requested that we uh waste time this week by uh <laughs> By drafting our favorite villains, of course. We're going to draft our favorite villains this week. So I think last time we did this draft, we did five picks each, and we did snake draft style, correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, so who would like to pick first? I believe Kelly picked first last time. Should we say what we're, what, what we're talking about? I ranking? need to sit some... I, I said it already. Oh. I need some ground rules, though. We're drafting has, villains. We're drafting villains. That's so bad. Correct. Are we building That's a team? <laughs> Are we picking mm. our favorites? Is this like, uh, hey, I need to draft some new roommates for my apartment, and I want the ones that are most uh, well-behaved as roommates? Kelly, so that would be like the... Are we trying to take over the world? I think, Kelly, whatever context you want to give your, your group, that's great. I picked my favorite villains. That's what I did. Okay. I think they should all fight in uh, Suicide Squad-style melee. Three teams, they all face off in an arena at the end. Great. Perfect. Let's do that. My team's going to get demolished, but that's okay. We're going to vote on who we think will win. Yeah. Mine is not going to do well, because we'll get I, I don't think mine will second. either, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, great. We all picked a bunch of loot. So we're ranking villains, though, right? Is that what's going on? Okay, and the wheel... Where does the wheel come into play? I'm just funning you. All right, let's get cooking. <laughs> All right, who's starting? Whose yeah. birthday is closest to 666? Yours. Yours. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll start. Well, so I've kind of got I've got a bunch of villains written down here and I I sort of like pooled them into categories. Um and mm. I think for this first category I think I have enough that I'm going to give one and then do maybe some honorable mentions like once you guys have had a chance to give yours for my different categories. So the first category and I, yeah, so once once we're done I'll give more examples okay. of this so I don't I don't sure. may perhaps accidentally step on y'all's. But this first category is like the villains that you love to hate. Like they are so just mm. pure evil nothing redeemable whatsoever about them and they revel in their hateful evilness like they clearly enjoy being evil 
and and that like leads to some sort of like charisma that you just like can't help but like love to hate to love. So um, one of my favorite examples of that, I'm going to draft Biff from Back to the Future. Just Ooh, a world-class great bully. One. He's so mean, and he loves being mean. So that, that's mm-hmm. my first pick. Any questions? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, a villain's so great that, like, it does them stretching him into all three movies is like the best aspect of all of the, like the third one too. Like just like his ancestors also a bully. Yeah. To Marty McFly's answer is like so great. I it's think so the, great. the second movie is where he really shines. Cause the first movie he's more sure. just sort of like a background character and back to the future too. He's like a, he's the villain of this movie. He's the problem. Cause the first movie, the problem is like Marty McFly screws things up. Time travel. The concept is more the problem. The second movie is 100% the Biff show. Mm-hmm. It's just all Biff. Yeah. Good one. So that's my pick one, you butthead. Kelly. Wow. I'm up next? Yeah, why the hell not? This one. This is going to be probably my most controversial one. But because he's, I don't think he's portrayed as a villain. But in the eyes of the law, he is most certainly the villain. And that is... Danny Ocean from the Ocean series. Whoa! Whoa! Because <laughs> we gotta have a leader. Here's the thing. I'm building a team. I don't know about what your... <laughs> I've gotta have a leader, and I can't think of a better villain leader than Danny Ocean, and he's gonna be by my side when I go round up all my other villains along this ride today. Nice. So in the Coliseum, first first walks out Biff, leader <laughs> of the first one Scott's team, the and then Billy Ocean comes out of the other gate. <laughs> I like you guys both just picked like normal men Uh, Danny Ocean like the best part about it too is that his skill is nothing he's like nothing he he leads he's a plans guy he's the leader he's a planner you need that though I con man kind of like he's kind of he's like hey I've been to jail so I've failed at this before (laughs) yeah 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 I love the pick I mean obviously huge fan of those movies villains Uh, are difficult to corral like if the suicide squad had a Billy Ocean maybe you know no, things would have worked out differently. <laughs> you keep calling him Billy Ocean. He's a different guy. That's fine. I my first pick is going to be more in line with Scott's pick, and I'm going to say this. I'm saying this because Scott's list might have this 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 character on the list. Uh, I always reference this character specifically when talking about like how. Yes, I love an identi- a villain you can identify with, depending on the story. But I do also just love a just despicable horrible unlovable character who you root against them so hard because of how terrible they are and how one-dimensionally terrible they are especially this character in particular wants one thing in the story that she appears in and it's the stupidest looking thing possible she wants to make a fur coat mm. out of dalmatian skin i am picking yeah. cruella de vil of course That's a, great villain. a a Hall of Famer for Disney villains, for sure. A like, long, uh, just fucking... old-timey limousine is pulling into the arena right now. <laughs> and she's honking, and she's and they it's that animation of uh, her eyes bulging out of her head toward the end of the movie when she's chasing after the dogs. Oh, I love that movie so much, and especially love like her silhouette in the window when she shows up and the lightning strikes. Like All the things about her, the way her character is designed to like be both a old lady who's like really tiny but like she's larger than life because of the coats and stuff and her big long cigarettes and stuff oh perfect character this coliseum 
of people watching this battle of the villains has got to be jeering us so hard right now. <laughs> well, it's just getting started. It's just going but you got three it's charismatic figures coming forward to kind of start things sure. off. Le- yeah. Leader types. I leader would say, types yeah. who can yeah. right, who can like corral henchmen. I think it's kind of perfect. Exactly. All right. That's so true. then it's it's Marty's pick again for the snake. Yes. Yeah, my second pick. I I so not going in line with Scott's thing. Mine's this one's going to go back to olden times kind of. It's kind of like you know how there's, they say there's like seven types of stories, you know, there's there's man versus God, there's these kinds of things, and this is kind of going in line with that. I am picking for my second pick, man himself. Whoa. Whoa. As, as A mirror in, is rolling the, out into the arena the right now. The archetype of man facing himself is the second, because my favorite types of movies generally are like internal conflicts, a character overcoming their own flaws, like that's the kind of thing I always like, so man versus himself is our is my second pick. So what Marty's, what embodies this? Like, yeah, is it a mirror rolls into the arena or like I like the mirror. The mirror right. works. So like every so oh, every man, villain you are has making to fight this crowd this. angry. Somebody might somebody <laughs> just gets like stuck looking at themselves like what am I no, doing? No, it's not yeah, a they, mirror. They, it's they, not a mirror. It's the time person of the year 2015 or whatever <laughs> when it was you. A gust <laughs> just blew the magazine <laughs> into the arena. <laughs> Here's the thing. If one of you guys picks Medusa, I'm going to win. Medusa just turn herself to stone. Perfect. Any of us pick any of the other main conflicts in movies, nature, uh, <laughs> self. Uh, I think self. self. No, yeah. self's off the board. Okay. Machine. A machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corporation. All right, Kelly, it's back all to right. you. All right, all right, all right. So every... Every every good team, you gotta have a treasure. You gotta have someone crazy enough to invest in you. And I don't think he's that rich, but he definitely has a lot of resources that I think we can use to our advantage. And that pick is Doctor Evil, man. Because he's, oh. he's you know he's a little incompetent, but he's a he's a little bit of a wild card. He's got his pinky up to his face. You know he might kill One any of us at any given dollars. point. But we got Danny Ocean convincing him to invest Hold in on, our Hold on, let me team. do mine. Let me do mine. I, after Marty did yeah, his, yeah. I'm inspired. I'm going to do mine, too. One billion dollars. <laughs> How's that? that I can't. Really my throat good. hurts right now. I can't do that. Oh, can't do that. Okay. really good. All right. so Targeting good. back to last week's episode. Oh, okay. That's a good impression. Um, he got a lot of gadgets yeah. too, money and gadgets. A lot of gadgets and, and more like henchmen. The, he was asking, he was asking for a million dollars in the first movie, but like his lair was worth like four times that. But he didn't know inflation happened. Right, like the eighties were crazy. He <laughs> bought That's that. True. That was a big he bought joke. That with his summer yeah. job in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was complaining. He's like, when I I went to evil school, and I paid my way through. Yeah. His That's Dutch fine. father gave him a down payment of $1,000, and that was enough to start an empire. A shark yeah. with a freaking laser um, on its head cost five cents. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, when you were doing your description, I thought you were going to just say Terry Benedict, the villain from the Oceans movies, and just list <laughs> just all Oceans Oceans characters. Characters. I was excited. I would have, uh, I would have Yeah, that's thrilled. too much of a bit thrilled. for... I, no. <laughs> I'm also not... You can still do it. I like the Oceans movies, but I'm not as into them as you are. I don't yeah. remember all okay. of the uh Rusty characters. Ryan? Uh I don't know their names. Sal? I watched them all like last summer and the first one's great and then boy, the second one is just shoestring plot. 
It's just Can I like, tell you something? What? I love the second one. I Dude, it makes no one. sense why they're going back. It just doesn't it doesn't hold up. It's fun. No, I think it It's fun. Don't I, get me I, wrong. I just I think that movie might actually be a better movie than the first one also. It's kind of my it's kind of the hot take I have for that one. But I love both, I love all three. I think the first one's the best one. I just think, second one is almost as good. Third one's not nearly. If as good. I recall correct, I just I think the plot hole in the second one is a little big. It's like they're they're trying to steal back the money to pay back the villain from the first movie. Dumb, dumb. We can't litigate this. This is going to derail. The this whole is a whole another podcast. Episode. This All is right, a Scott, podcast. You go, Scott, Between John Wick and this, I'm fucking dying. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're wondering why my brain is melting. Now you know why. Uh, so my pick. So this next one it doesn't really fall into any category, but it's uh, another very charismatic figure. It's almost hard to tell. Is this a good villain or just a really good performance? The more I think about it. Uh, but my next pick is Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. Oh. And I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good villain or just Christoph Waltz is a really good actor. Like, but there's, there's just something very, like, I guess what makes him like so evil is like, yes, he's a Nazi and he does terrible things, but he's so charming and charismatic that you like forget so easily that he's a horrible monster. Um, and that makes him even more insidious. He's an insidious bastard, quite frankly, with an ERD. Oh, yeah. Should I change the title? Mm-hmm. I I think it's a bit of both. Like I do think that he is amazing in that movie, uh, but I think that part is like an incredible part for a really like good scenery chewing actor to like tear up into. And scenery chewing and pastry chewing, quite frankly. What makes your skin crawl is about how right he thinks he is in his beliefs Mm -hmm. and how much he enjoys it and how like sociopathic he is. He's got no scruples. Like that's a guy who I mean, literally, that's the whole like spoiler alert for the end of Inglorious Bastards. No, no, no. He's just a turncoat. The minute he has to turncoat, he just does. He's just like, Yeah, this benefits me. Of course I will turn evil. Yeah. Oh, me again. Oh, damn. All right. Well, great. Then I'm going to go to my like second sort of like main category, which is like the opposite of the first, which is uh, Marty said this too, a, a villain that you can relate to. Like the best written villains are the ones where it's like, I totally get why they're doing what they're doing. And like if they were maybe doing it a little bit differently, they could even be like the hero of their own movie. Like it's the 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 ends might not justify the means, but like we, you know, you can understand their motivation. Um, and so for that, I've got a ton of examples. I've, I've, I'll have honorable mentions for this one too, but f- for the first one, I'm going to say Magneto from the X-Men is a Ooh. very like oh, relatable, yeah. like I, I almost like anti-hero in a way, because like, again, he's fight. you know, he's fighting for like justice in a way. Like he just wants to, uh, you know, the, the mutants are mistreated in that world and he's, he's fighting to, um, you know, he's just fighting for like a fair shot at life for like him and, and his friends. And, uh, there's a lot of like, you know, like real life examples of people like that throughout history. Like, I mean, like, and, and, you know, in the movies, they, uh, make him like a victim of the Holocaust. Uh, and so like you, you know, that's a one-to-one, <laughs> like you can see exactly where yeah. he gets his, his like philosophy from, but there are also like other figures, um, 
who, you know, are like standing up for a marginalized group and don't have a problem with using violence to do that. And so I think that makes him a really good, relatable villain. I would also say like his villainy comes across because he always gets like pushed. He always like goes too far. Like that's the thing that makes him like such a juicy villain is that he's completely justified. He can't stop himself though. He's like, I want like, because a lot of the comic arcs and stuff, he like ends up like, you know, trying to kill all the humans. You know what I mean? Like he just can't, he goes too far every time. He just like, if he had some restraints, he would be like a great hero, but because he has no restraints sometimes just sends him off. Also, Scott's going to kick our ass. He's got Magneto. Magneto can just, like, tear the Earth apart. Hold on. He can just rip the whole magnetic field apart. You got to let me get to my next pick, which is the muscle of my operation. Oh, my God. Just when you think this guy's dead, he pops back up. We're talking rumbles, fumbles, bumbles. This guy does it all. Grumbles? I'm picking one that I'm hoping might make Marty mad. The Undertaker. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did not have The Undertaker. Well, you should have. Great villain. Great heel. Sure. He's he's not really. It's, he's kind of neutral. He was both. He was he's both. a little neutral. He did both. Doesn't he never speak? Or am I thinking of something yeah. else? When in the, the first incarnation, yes. But eventually he did speak. When he Because at one point... Oh my god! I'm, I'm gonna explain Kelly's pick now. The Undertaker was an undead zombie character. He became a biker at one point. When he was the biker character, he spoke for himself, and then from then on, he just he went back to being a dead man at some point. Um, he was a good guy and a bad guy throughout his career, but yeah, he's got superpowers. Yeah, he's got superpowers. He's probably the only one of my people who has superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else he can just summon lightning. Yeah. Uh. That's all I got. I don't need to describe much more of that. He can't die? Other the other things? A powerful choice, Kelly. The 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 muscle, the meat of the group. My third pick, since everyone's going so supernatural, I feel like I have to in return. So I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick like another concepty type thing. This is like a concept of villains. So I'm hoping you guys will let me do this. But I always love when this type of villain is the villain in a piece. I think it's like a good um, examination of how society works when this type of villain is the villain. And my third pick is the fuzz, quote unquote. Uh, I am picking all of police as my third villain. Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) My supernatural choice and the muscle of my team. This is really brave. This is so brave, dude. And, and typically, like, the police are the villains in, like, your anti-hero things. It's like, they're kind of the villains in, like, your Bonnie and Clyde's or, like, the Sopranos. The villains are kind of, you know, the, the cops are kind of villains in those pieces, in a sense. Um, they're sort of like, I've, I've, there's a term, it's not anti-hero, it's like anti-villain, I think I've heard before used for this type of thing. Where it's like, um, where your protagonist is, like, a villainous character. So then the antagonist is, like, more of a heroic, typical character. So they're, like, the anti-villain. So, yes, the fuzz. That's my third pick. So why right. why, why does that, like, work as a villain for you? Like, what, what do when that happens in something, are you like, hooray? I think because I like turning convention on its head like that. Like, that's, like, the biggest thing I would say is, like, so often... It'd be like if I said, like, God was the villain, which, like, you know, if I picked, like, a Final Fantasy game, that's what I, you know, I would, one of my villains would be, like, fucking God or Destiny or whatever. Um, because I think, like, turning convention on its head in that way and examining, like, the root of power in that sense uh, can make for a really interesting discussion within an art form. So, 
So when the cops turn out it. to be the bad guy, you're like, this is very novel. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> no, what a no, twist. Obviously that's been done to death. You know what I'm saying though? I think it, it's a, uh, it's, it's better than just always depicting the police as the good guys. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I think is a good uh, example of like a cop villain is in, um, the the fugitive right where like uh he he knows he knows that he's going after the wrong guy but he still doesn't give a fuck like yeah yeah i think there's lots of good examples but i i'm I'm not trying to like gotcha no no no. i wish i had it it's just so it's just so vague that i'm like give us some (laughs) examples i wish i had like a good one off the top of my head Um, we'll come back to you (laughs) hot fuzz is kind of a good example where the cops are the bad guys but like that, that that's been in my mind for that. But that's not like my favorite example of that. But that is something that I think works for that. Or like, or like you know, yeah. L.A. Confidential, for Robo-Cop. example, where it's like all the villains are sure. That's actually great. That's a great one. So my my fourth pick after picking the fuzz, you know, now I've got I got my muscle. No, I you can't. You don't get to have leader. a heist crew. Also, that was my bit. I, I got my, that's my stick. I I got my high concept. I got my leader, Grill Deville. Oh boy! So I got a lot of nerdier picks. Um, so fa- one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Always loved this villain. I especially love the design of this villain. I love his henchman. Fidget is like one of my favorite characters in an animated film, especially. I am picking Radigan, which is also kind of a stealth pick of Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes. But I'm picking Radigan specifically as my favorite interpretation of the Sherlock Holmes classic villain. And how many songs are in there? There's one song about but kind of a couple, right? The world's greatest criminal mind is the song. Fucking banger of a song. Love it. It's my probably my favorite Disney song ever. You don't hear about that. Um, like there's no ride. You never hear about it coming out of the vault. And it wasn't like it was like a bomb. It like did okay and like is well regarded for the most part. But they just ignore the fuck out of that movie. It doesn't make it. They were like, we're never doing mice ever again. Mm -hmm. And then they did. Uh, Ratatouille, and they're like, "That's rats, not mice. It's different." It is because the lead character is like a middle-aged man, and then his the main sidekick is an older middle-aged <laughs> man, and then the main villain is like a scary rat. I wonder so that's if they were like, "Why are we doing mice character when we already got the most famous mouse in the world, Mickey?" Those are too big of shoes to fill, literally and metaphorically. Mickey wears some big honking shoes, dude. And you know what they say about big shoes. Oh, famously, also, Great Mouse Detective was the first time they used uh, CG, I think, in Disney movies. The sequence of the movie. And it ripped off a Miyazaki movie, too. Fun fact. Cool. My next pick is you got to have someone who can slip in and slip out. you got to have a disguise, man. The rogue. Someone, the rogue working both Mm. sides of the coin. And my disguise, man, is none other than... Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> he does wear a disguise. That's Other right. Yeah. Faces. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Jeez. It's a little brutal. He's one of the few disguises that I can think of yeah. that has to kill someone. If he had to, to like be like, you have to pretend to be the security guard, and he's like, "All right, give me like ten but minutes. Put on <laughs> some classical music." He throws his bib on. <laughs> Give me ten minutes and he lifts a fork and, and a like, knife into I'm, the frame. I'm back from the break room. Are you okay? You look fucking weird, dude. Your face is really fucking puffy, dude. Like, how does that Why work? Why do you have two it sets of eyelids? When he, 
<laughs> when he gets away at the end of the movie because he put the guy's face on his face and he's laying in the how did that how did that work? Like who how do they not look at that and say like, hey, that looks like looks like this guy's got a face on his face. Because right he did a good ass like, job because get, he's he did a good job. I guess carved up people before. He's the best. He's the best. He's a genius. Like, how much of the face do you have to cut off in order to actually make it a face you can wear? You know, he, like how deep are you getting in there? He's it's also not about deep. just one of the surface area. You gotta get like, the at only least one to the on ear. my list who's an actual good villain too. Just to throw that out there. No, I got one other very good villain. I think Doctor Evil's a good. Villain. Yeah, he's we're... a good villain. He's a little goofy, dude. He's a bit, he's a bit silly. Sure, he's fun. He's a fun guy. He's we're fun. focusing. He becomes a good guy. Too hard on the disguise aspect because yes, he is a very compelling. Villain. But that's another one. Is it a good villain or is it just a really good it's, performance? It's creepy. Good villain because I would say every actor who's ever played Hannibal Lecter has been great in the part. Is what I would say. That's true. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, Brian Cox, both oh, that Mads Mikkelsen one, Hannibal Lecter, so good. It is I, Hannibal. Le- Hannibal <laughs> Lecter. Your impression of Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> All right, Scott, go. Oh, uh, is this this is my fourth? Yes. Yeah. No, wait. This is your fifth. You do fourth. Wait, no. This fifth. is your fourth. This is your fourth. Yeah. Excuse okay. Me. Fourth. This is your fourth. All right. Hmm. I'm looking at my list, trying to decide. All right. Now I'm just going to so the rest so I so I gave a pure evil one. I gave a darkly charismatic one. I gave a relatable motives one and now my last two are just going to be personally relatable to me. Uh so so this is an another um villain who who is kind of like the foil to the uh, protagonist of the movie um, and is mostly there at the beginning and, and end of the movie but kind of like yeah is trying to thwart the protagonist from going on the adventure they go on and like ends up being correct about everything Every, all you find out that all their reasons for trying to stop the protagonist were uh, 100% on point so by now you already know who I'm talking about I'm sure it's the mom from Almost Famous <laughs> One of my personal favorite uh, villains of a movie. I, when I watched that movie in high school, I was like, of course, the, you know, I related to the son and I'm like, the mom is like, you know, holding him back. And now I realize if he, she was right the whole time. And if he just listened to her, then he would have saved himself a lot of uh, pain and misery. Cause you know what? Those guys in that band really weren't people of substance. And she was hundred percent right. <laughs> So that's my pick. Almost famous. Gotta be one of, for me, the most iconic uh, movie uh, covers. Oh, yeah. The glasses. Sunglasses. So good, dude. It's so good. Kate Hudson. Yeah. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yeah. So Francis McDormand walks out into the <laughs> arena in like a little like sweater or whatever. <laughs> And everyone goes from, oh yeah, I guess she's the mom from. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah, okay. That yeah, makes and sense. She's like, yeah, look yeah. at this, look at look at everybody's eyes. They're all high. <laughs> she's pointing at Kelly's team, yeah. of course. Danny well, Ocean high. brought the weed. Yeah. Danny Ocean did not bring weed. He is all business. <laughs> okay, I actually. He's like, if this doesn't work out, I have nothing to fall back on. 
I'm changing. I'm changing. <laughs> this last one is not personally relatable to me. I'll, I'll when I when we do the honorable mentions, I'll tell you the other relatable one. But this one I think is like a very interesting villain, and uh, is from one of my you know favorite movie trilogies of all time. He's a little guy. He's pale. He walks around on all fours. His hair, well, it's stringy as can be. Can you guess? I'm talking Gollum, baby. Oh yeah. He's a good villain because he's another one where like you understand maybe not his like motives, but you definitely like feel for him by the end and like when he dies, spoiler alert. Uh it's <gasps> you you feel bad. You feel bad for him. I guess that's it. You don't he's like the hero. You're not really like rooting for him, but you definitely like pity him and feel feel bad for him. He destroys him. the ring at the end. He saves the world. Well, he jumps after the ring. Yeah, by on <laughs> accidentally. On accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's what makes his character great is that like he accidentally is helpful. Or it's like the ring's power ends up destroying itself because the ring's power causes Gollum yeah. to be so obsessed sure. by it that he like can't be uncorrupted even when he's like offered a way out at the very end. Uh and so then the ring sort of through Gollum destroys itself by being just too enticing. It's addiction. Addiction yeah. in a nutshell. And I, that's the thing is I don't think mm-hmm. Gollum is actually like the villain of that trilogy. And I don't even think like Sauron is like the ultimate villain. But like the ultimate villain is the extension of Sauron, which is like the ring. Like that's really like the main yeah. antagonist is the, is like the ring, which represents just like uh, power or just too much power that's the whole point of the thing power greed because like you could argue like boromir is kind of the villain ish in the first movie and it's like yeah man's greed and lust for power is like what the but the ring is like the the common thing that connects all the villains you know that's my picks great pick great pick i got rounding out the crew you gotta have someone who's good with those computers man Everywhere you look these days, computer this, computer that. This Coliseum probably has a computer in it somewhere and it needs to be hacked. You gotta have a good hacker. And who's the best villain hacker of them all? None other than Mr. Robot himself, Christian Slater's character from Mr. Robot. (laughs) What? Well, because he's a figment of his imagination. Yeah, so it's technically Remy Malik. Okay. But yes, I haven't seen it. So, so they do one. a they do a uh, Fight Club thing. Kind of, yeah. Robot. It's pretty. You can see it coming. Hey, does he ever say, "Mr. Robot was my father"? Please call me Robot. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> my name is Doctor Robot. It's me, Christian Slater. Hey, let's go hack I'm the, at Lakers. the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great team. This is going to be the this team. If this Coliseum has a heist round and it's not just us trying to beat each other up, my team's going to win. Kelly, you at least have the impression team. Like your team has the best, easiest characters to do impressions. That's, That's true. What I'll say. We gotta attack Enron. So uh, for my final pick, I, I also want to say I think I know. This is my last pick. No, yeah. you gotta have more. I have like th- four more. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do honorable mentions. We're gonna do honorable mentions. We'll do honorable mentions. I'll round we'll up my team mentions. with the honorable mentions. Five is the team, and then you have some observers up in the stands. Yeah, or like I was. I'm also gonna guess one of Scott's because I think I have an idea of one of Scott's. Do you want me to guess Scott? Or you want sure, me to sure, save sure. my guess? 
I think you're gonna one of yours was gonna be Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible. 3. I did I did think of that one, but I've only seen that okay, movie once a that. long, long time ago, so I just didn't feel knowledgeable enough to talk about it. But that is a, I feel like him and then many of the Bond villains all have kind of a similar vibe. Totally. I was get, Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie is a great performer for not as interesting a part. It's like they overcast that part. Like he's amazing in it and the villain's kinda like whatever. It's like the sky on a cloudy day. Overcast. My final pick. I'm going the smoke monster from Lost. <laughs> the smoke I monster from Lost is my, my final <laughs> pick, aka the Man in Black, aka Fake Lock. Eventually, spoiler alert for the last season of Lost. Uh, a great uh, for a show that like dabbled a lot in the science fiction elements that it was dabbling in and stuff. This is the most successful execution of it on the show. Like the most successful dabble. Exactly. Most successful dabble. Uh, the the time travel stuff in the show and all the other like metaphysical stuff didn't really... It doesn't totally work as well as this does. The smoke monster is just such a good... It's a creepy thing that makes a weird noise. It's got an electrical magnetic field that kind of like zaps people and stuff. It sucks people up. It spits them out. Its motives are totally unclear. You don't know if it's got like motives or if it's just like a secure a lot of people thought it was like a security system for a long time it turns out later on no it's a physical manifestation of a guy who is a himself a physical manifestation of evil kind of um makes for a great antagonist the the whole series because you don't know where it lines up and then by the end of the series it turns out oh this is the big bad of the whole show and in the last season especially a fantastic final season for a villain that you didn't know was really the villain the whole time great character love the smoke monster and i think if i'm gonna win this coliseum fight i need something that can take on magneto so i gotta go i gotta go smoke monster is smoke made of metal good pick it's hard it's hard to (laughs) say gonna find out my uh alternate i had three honorable mentions one i was gonna pick last round i didn't pick but was wario i love wario wario is my i feel like wario and the mirror are very sort of aligned you know what i mean (laughs) Wario is just the mirror version of Mario. When Ooh. Mario looks in the mirror and is like, yes. who am I? What the fuck am I doing? He sees Wario. <laughs> I, I feel sad today. He looks at and then he's yeah. Wario. Who's the opposite of Chris Pratt they're going to cast? I, Danny DeVito is the obvious. I mean, somebody floated that on Twitter recently. Like, That's you should cast Danny DeVito cast. for Wario. Yeah. It would be perfect. It you would be, be good. Uh, my other two, my I had Dorian Gray uh, from Gray's one of my Anatomy characters in fiction. Yes, from Gray's Anatomy, um, a great like main character who is dubious and isn't the villain of the piece, but is like he's totally dubious, dude. Do you know who Dorian Gray? Is? I can provide. Yeah, context, I know who. But, he, but does, like doesn't dubious mean like okay. mean like um like doubting? No, it means like like do like do uh, it'd be like. His intentions were dubious. Like, it's, like, unknown, like, what he wants necessarily. Mm. Maybe I used, did use that wrong, I guess. We'll never know. Dorian Gray's great. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. That's going to be. Says the, here, yeah, so dubious is a genus of flies in the family Dolchapodide. Bro, what? My last one <laughs> was uh, the Yurks from Animorphs. Kelly. All right, I'll round out my team. All right, first, we got to have a wild card, baby. And who better for that wild card than Arthur Mitchell, John Lithgow's character from Dexter. (laughs) 
he would be able to flip any heist on its head in an instant. <laughs> no questions asked. All of a sudden, the security guard who's throwing a wrench into our plans, their wife's dead at home. Yeah, thank you, Arthur <laughs> Mitchell. You that one saved, specific thing you, he does. You saved the, you saved the heist. <laughs> Next, you got to have a wheelman, and I decided to pick a wheelman who's pretty good at driving, and that'd be Gene Gerard from Talladega Nights, Sasha Paraconin's oh, character. An all-time <laughs> great wheelman. villain. Oh, God. Well, I think we could spend the rest of the podcast talking about this guy. He's the antagonist of the movie, but he's a good driver, and that's all I really cared about. He's The only race he lost, really, was the last one in the movie. Like, he's got good track. You record. have bested me, Ricky Bobby. That's like his accent. <laughs> and then, yeah, perfect. you gotta uh... have a car. What better villain car than the monster truck Gravedigger? Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kelly, you should have picked Gravedigger in the first God. That's a great villain. The thing about Gravedigger is, again, it's he kind of covers like all the different like villain aspects we've been talking about because like he's got this sort of like slick charisma where you like almost buy into what he's trying to do, but at the same time he's just so like hateful and mean, yeah. you know, and loud. Mm-hmm. He's a loud truck. And loud, yeah. <laughs> One of the worst all things right, you last can be. Two. You gotta have someone with. <laughs> I'm the honorable mention. <laughs> this is my team, dude. So it's just elevens. I picked eight. I picked ten people. I'm the eleventh. It's fucking. This oh, is normal. You're not a villain. Oh, Kelly, don't think of yourself as a villain. Well, I am in this case because I'm pulling off this six sick heist, and uh, we gotta have the eyes from above. And who better than Rita Repulsa watching us from the moon, the <laughs> villain from Power Rangers, <laughs> the one villain I picked with supernatural abilities. <laughs> but with her comes a whole menagerie of villains. She gets all the putties. Yeah, she gets the putties. And then the last villain, the the one I would call the wool over the eyes type villain, the one that can change everything in an instant. Twister from the movie Twister. Oh my god, <laughs> that's that's your fucking like when shit really hits that's the fan. Like when you, up my yeah, sleeve. Yeah, yeah. I I think Scott Scott's team is gonna win the battle, but I think Kelly's team wins the war. I love Kelly's picks for this. The the tornado from Twister. Is such a good villain pick. It's so it's nature, baby. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You're lazy. Uh, you picked man. I picked. I, I picked a specific part of nature that will fuck you. Damn, up. You got me there. Yeah, it's true. All right, All right. Scott. So, so like I said, I, I kind of grouped mine into categories. So, so the first category I talked about, where it's just like evilness for evilness's sake, sake. The as Marty said, like the one dimensional, but like but like deliciously one-dimensional villains. So here's my list for those. Uh, Sue Sylvester from Glee, Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Meredith from The Parent Trap, the, the like fiancé character, uh, Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life, and then uh, Old Lady Winkle or whatever her name is from Gremlins who wants to kill Gremlins. the dog. Gremlins. Dude, yeah. I was thinking about that. As soon as you were saying one-dimensional evil... One. 
Oh my god, what a villain that everyone... Like, I've never been so stoked to see an old lady get thrown out of a second floor window. <laughs> a literal stand-in for the Wicked Witch of yes, the West. Yeah. Like, literally, she wants to get his yeah. dog. It's so good. And then, so then, for the relatable uh, villains where you, like, understand their motive and they're like, there's a world where they're the hero. I said Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, uh, The Grinch. And then I did have one sort of, like, overarching... Um, category which was like animals and nature because it's like jaws or like the dinosaurs from mm. jurassic park can you really blame them they're just doing like what they're no biologically programmed to do so yeah that's it that's my thank you good picks guys some uh great trend. dishonorable mentions the joker the riddler uh scarecrow uh the health issues and <laughs> gray's anatomy the, the health issues in house, but the but the the, 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 the natural disasters in Grey's Anatomy, however, are fantastic. Oh, those episodes those are, are actually villains. very those, funny to watch. Those, they rule. Yes, the earthquake one. There's one oh, episode. The I think it's the train episode where the train crashes, and there's these two people stuck together by a pole, yes. and it's an insane plot for it. Classic. And they're like, also come here often. Done- yeah, one says <laughs> that, the honestly, other. towards the end, they are like dies? pretty much flirting with each other but i think it's that like one of them will survive it for sure and the other one won't but then by the end of the episode it actually when they actually do it it flips and the one who was unlikely to survive survives and the one who was like safe to survive dies yeah i think that's how they flip that yeah i think we're classic classic beginning to mix up uh villains and just problems well but that one (laughs) we just got sidetracked that was a tangent the, the, no earthquakes are villains. <laughs> the pole from <laughs> the pole from that one episode of, of Grey's Anatomy where of, two patients yeah. are attached together. <laughs> That's why it's funny to think of the tornado from yeah, Twister as a villain. Like, like it's doing this definitely the villain, dude. It's evil for evil's sake. <laughs> Because technically, God is the yeah. villain in Twister, right? Like, ultimately. I didn't have to come That's down true. here, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> Your little Pepsi cans won't stop me now. The janitor from Scrubs. Ah, that's another good that's one. That's my last good one. I'm done pulling villains from my book. it's time for the final segment of the show and gentlemen this week i thought i'd give you all a little history lesson as we're going to dive into the history of game shows first off gentlemen when do you think the first game show debuted wow we're we're already in it wow 19 the great mouse detective got more preamble than uh the final (laughs) segment 1946 not in the edit it didn't 1956 Fifty thick? Scott, care to guess? Yeah. Fifty thick? Uh, well, it would have to be when TV exists. So, yeah, I'm going to say 1949. 1938. The first television wow. game show was Spelling Bee. <laughs> and the same year, the first radio game show called Information <laughs> Shortly Please. followed up by Tic-Tac-Toe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a game Hangman. show. I mean, these are the, the original game shows were very boring. Game shows grew and grew in popularity, growing from everyday person competes for prizes format to the more panel show types like To Tell the Truth or Insert the Name of Any 
British panel game show here. Game shows functioned as sleuth product placement as many of the price, the prizes were provided specifically to serve as advertisement for the various products. But in 1950, in the 1950s, the integrity of game shows came into question via a series of scandals revolving around producers providing the answers to questions to preferred contestants. The most famous of these scandals involved the show 21, where contestant Herb Stample was instructed to throw a game against Charles Van Doren, who the show believed would help boost ratings. Stemple himself had been provided answers previously and was promised a TV job if he agreed to go through with failing the final question, which was, what won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1955? Which was the movie Marty. This was all dramatized in the movie Quiz Show, featuring John Turturro as Stemple and Rafe Fiennes as Charles Van Doren. I could go on for days, gentlemen, but back by popular demand, we're going to have ourselves a little Ranker.com quiz. Oh, boy. I am asking you two gentlemen to name, to guess the top, and in theme, Ranker was the villain of our previous podcast. You're going to guess the top 10 game shows of all time. I'll give you two points for the top five and one point for the bottom five of the top 10. I think I had it written down who's going to go first. I believe Kelly won the last quiz, so Scott's going to start us off. Jeopardy. Ding, ding, ding. Scott takes two points. Do we get to, we get to know uh, where it placed? Or Number one. Uh, number one with a bullet. Price is right. Kelly takes number three and gets two points. Two to two, gentlemen. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, number seven. Scott gets one point, but he did a great Regis Philbin impression. Wheel of Fortune. Kelly takes number four. Kelly takes the lead four to three. Hold on, I, I can't, I have to, <laughs> this isn't going to be good for the podcast, but I have to give my answer and impression I loaded. format. I got them loaded up. <laughs> Scott takes number two with his guess of the For the audience, feud. I was doing some classic Steve Harvey mugging. Uh, Kelly, Kelly, Scott leads five to four to Kelly. Pyramid. Ooh, I think Kelly got it. I think that's on it. Yes, number nine. Kelly ties things up five to mm. five. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Number five is still available. All, all the. I f- I'm trying to think if there's any more obvious ones. Oh, oh, oh! The weakest link. The first miss. Damn, I believe scrolling. the weakest link. I'm scrolling. I'm, the weakest I'm link. scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. You have to give it. I'm Shane Lynch style drawing. cutting remark. Number twenty nine. I'll say something mean oh, to me. Oh, I uh, yeah. Uh, only an idiot would guess that. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> that's a good one, Jane. Thank you. Was Lynchian. Uh, this one. It depends on when they made this list, but let's make a deal. Kelly. Comes in at number 10 with Let's Make a Deal. Kelly takes the lead 6 to 5. So Let's Make a Deal, obviously, an old, old it's game old, show. It's old, but it had a resurgence in popularity. And then yes. people were like, this sucks again. And then, <laughs> Is that where they yeah. like wear stupid costumes and shit? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have to open door number one and then open a different door. Hmm. I don't know. I'm at a lot. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres Game of Games. Incorrect. Not in the top 10. I will say the rest of these are all like obscure. No, they're all classics, but they... Deal or no deal is what I meant to say last time. (laughs) Incorrect. No deal or no deal. Fuck, this is tough. Classics, huh? I got some options. Yeah. But but they're they're like the types that have been revamped over and over and over again. 
as well. Yeah. So. Um, what's the one where there's like the big pachinko ball coming down? Just type that in. Uh, okay, that's not. That's not. Okay, big pachinko. Uh, ball. I literally can't think of a game show right now. Oh, oh, oh! What's the one where you gotta like match the person? Like, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, you know, this is not the one I was just thinking of, but it made me think of another one, which is the dating game. Incorrect, fuck. but so close. I think that's match game. Yeah, that's isn't match game the one. I think that is about? one match game number six. Kelly gets. Were you thinking of the, the just the pachinko? But then game there's from another Price one, right? Probably. There's another one where it's like celebrities. Because Match Game is where they had. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm thinking of too many things at once. You're so close. There's two you're, that you're there yeah. really close to. Right. What's the one where it's celebrities in like a big um, tic tac toe thing? You got to give me so, that. You got to give me that. Celebrity I'll give wall. you this one, but that means it's Hollywood Square. Yes. Is that one. Thank you. Which famously in the 90s, they ran that and it was Whoopi Goldberg was always the center square, I believe. And then you had Bruce Valanche was always on one of the Bruce side Valanche. Lynch. Lynch. Uh, <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried, famously. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was classic. Like, you oh, fool. I mean, dude. You look, that, you look up that, that highlight. Is so oh, good. it's oh, so funny. God, it's so funny. Um, so, but was that on there or no? Yes, it was. Number eight. Yay. Whammy. Is it called Whammy? <laughs> As press your luck is what you're looking for. Press it's not luck. in the top ten. It was number. Okay. Seven. I, was, I always like that one, but I oh, also number eleven. It was number like but there's that. another one where okay, it's like it's, it's two people sitting across from each other, and you're mm-hmm. they're you're trying to get them to say the word. Like you can't say the oh, word. It's like two. Fuck. It's like is it like what am I thinking or something like that or like no that there's there's two games secret that word like is it that called that secret word ten. Secret oh, word. You're so close. You're so close. Is word in the title? Is word in the title? Word is in the title. Word is in the title. But it's not secret word. Funky word. Stinky word. <laughs> it's it's a one word it. name. Word. I'll say. Nope. Buzzword. Crossword. So close. Oh, you're so close. You're so close. Keyword. Squidward. <laughs> Fuck. This sucks. Um. When you what? When you have to, <laughs> we're playing it now. Now we're playing it. <laughs> yeah, now we're playing it. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's let's actually let's actually do it. Okay, okay. Um, you have to give the basketball to password. Your password. <laughs> it's password on number like five. Celebrity pyramid, or, or just pyramid? Yes, pyramid. I thought we already did the, pyramid though. No. Oh, okay. Well, pyramid. Oh, yeah, that one. Pyramid too. is in the top ten. And I think that was it for the top ten, actually. Yes, it was. I, th- I was thought he said Pyramid a hot second ago. They're missing the best ones of all time. Double Dare, Legend of the Hidden, <laughs> Legends of the Hidden <laughs> Temple, Global Nickelodeon Guts. Guts. <laughs> uh, none of those appear in the top hundred. Uh, <laughs> I'd like oh, wait, to Double know Dare. who wrote this list. Number thirty-two, Double Dare. Honestly, which is how fun, old you are? Also, if that's your guess. I love reading stories about how much that set fucking smelled because it was just like oh, gallons like, of whipped cream. Right. All the and they time. couldn't get it out of yeah. like all the cracks and crevasses of everything. Yeah, like it just got <laughs> Which is funny because Mark Summers, uh, famous germaphobe. Hmm. Probably because just... of that show. 
Have you ever yeah. seen the clip of him and Burt Reynolds on, I forget if it's Leno or Letterman, but they're both on like a late night show and they like fucking hate each other and it's hate like very other. obvious and they like, <laughs> it feels like a fist fight is like seconds away from breaking out. You ever seen that clip? Is that Carson? No. No, that would be probably Leno. Uh, uh, Reynolds was famously like kind of a dick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was like his he reputation. He was a dick to Mark really Summers, that's all I know. There you go. Um, while Kelly's looking that up, I, I was going to ask, who did we ever decide on who won our villain draft? Who was the, the, the best team? Did we ever decide who the best team was? I think, I think we all agree that our own teams were the best. Yeah, I vote for me. I wouldn't pick my own team. I wouldn't pick my own team. One of mine was the concept of police. <laughs> well, I think we got to like match them. Like it's so. What, what if we just did it? I think this is a, a really quick way of figuring it out. Is like we vote on Pokemon all our number style. ones versus each other, then all our number twos versus each other. Sure. And so okay. okay. So if it's if it's. Uh, Frank Ocean versus uh, Corella Deville versus Biff. Who Biff. who wins that? We, how about we each vote for one? We can't vote for our own. Yeah, yeah. I can't vote for my own. <laughs> okay, I vote for Kelly's. I vote for. Danny I vote Ocean. for Biff. All right, I vote for. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna pick Corella Deville. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a tie. Yeah, right, I guess we tie. Vote. Let's go to the next one. Let's figure out the next one. <laughs> oh, that's so dumb. All right. <laughs> All right, number two. <laughs> Dr. Evil versus... Man himself. Mm. Oh, shit. And I don't remember what Scott's was. Uh, Hans Landa. Oh, yeah. I vote for Dr. Evil. I also would pick Doctor. Right. I vote for man. Okay. All right, I got one. I got one so point. Far, got one. So Kelly so far, everyone's been eaten by sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. <laughs> yeah, Kelly's in the lead. All right. Uh, my number three was Magneto. Nobody remembers what. They uh, did. My number three was the Undertaker. <laughs> I had the fuzz. All right. <laughs> I'm obviously gonna pick the Scott Undertaker. Scott gets a point. <laughs> oh my <wait. laughs> I think we have another tie. We have another tie? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Scott gets a point for the fu- for the third one. All right, all right. All right, Scott gets a point. Okay, and then my number four was... Oh, the mom from Almost Famous. <laughs> Kelly's about to get a point here. <laughs> Mine was Hannibal Lecter. Oh, no. I had Rad again. So wait, wait let, me, let me refresh. He needs context. Hannibal Lecter as the disguise. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for sure, Hannibal Lecter is my pick. Yeah, and Hannibal has got to take it. He would eat the rat. He's a freak. Yeah. All right. Oh, Radigan's no good in this fight. I realized that mistake as soon as we said this. Yeah. I'm like, one of mine's a fucking too tiny personal. Rat But he's smart. <laughs> you just kick him. But he's smart. <laughs> yeah. I would simply That's kick true. him. He's diabolical. Uh, and then my last one was Gollum. My last one of the official draft, not of the unofficial fun draft, was uh, Mr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the smoke monster. I would pick Gollum of the two. I would say smoke oh, monster. Oh, no. Gollum. All right. Uh, I never watched Lost, so that means Scott and I tie two to two. (laughs) Yay, so my team just gets their ass kicked. (laughs) The cops are just, Magneto's just making the cops shoot each other. Well, let's just remember one thing. Whoever wins, we all lose. We all lose. That's the thing about street fights. All right. 
Later. Hey, thanks for listening. We love ya. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.